Welcome to A Word from the Valley, a weekly podcast produced for you from Zion Lutheran Church in Middletown, Maryland. For more information about our faith community and our weekly worship services, visit us at zionmiddletown.org or find us on Facebook. We hope you have a great week, and God bless. camp this week, a camp called Massanet Springs. And it's this particular week at Massanet Springs has become an annual tradition for us. It's a little bit of con ed, a little bit of family time. This particular week is designed for clergy couples and their families to come, relax, and learn, and grow. Thomas and Isaiah look forward to this week at Massanet Springs as soon as we leave Massanet Springs. They talk about it. And this year, despite having two little babies who require a lot of stuff that we had to cram into a very little minivan, we made the two-hour trek down south on 81 to Harrisonburg, Virginia. What's really neat is that Thomas and Isaiah have made friends with fellow pastor kids from all over the country because of this week at Massanet Springs. And it really has become the highlight of my summer, seeing my two boys happy and playing with other kids who they can grow up with, who will know what it's like to be a pastor's kid, living in a pastor's family. On the final day of camp, we all woke up, not too early, the boys let us sleep in, and when I say boys, the younger boys let us sleep in just a little bit. Uh, We all woke up about 7.15 and made our way down to the dining hall for breakfast. This particular day had my favorite breakfast, sausage biscuits and gravy, or if you're from the south, simply a gravy biscuit. It's one of the few breakfast foods I really enjoy eating. And of course, my kids hated it. They also had some scrambled eggs and some fruit, and I convinced Thomas and Isaiah to eat some of that for breakfast. I don't know about Isaiah, but I was sitting next to Thomas during breakfast, and I noticed that he only ate three little spoonfuls of eggs and a strawberry, and he said, I'm done. Can I go outside and play? And I kept telling him the whole time, he's saying he's done, that you know, three spoonfuls of eggs is not much when you're going to be running around at camp for the next two or three hours doing camp stuff. Nope. I'm done. Can I go outside and play now, please? So I let him. At 8.30, we head back down the hill to their camp time and our large group time. Thomas and Isaiah play and do whatever they do at camp for those two hours, and they come upstairs for closing worship, and what's the first thing you think Thomas said to me? Dad, I'm hungry. I feel like as a parent, that it's like I'm talking a foreign language to my kids at times. Right? What do you mean you're hungry? Clearly you're going to have to wait until we're at the worship to get some food. This is camp, not, not our house. I don't travel with a pantry full of your favorite snacks to camp. We can barely fit all of our stuff in the van as it is. You have to wait. And have you ever told a three-year-old and a six-year-old who are hungry that they have to wait until lunch instead of eating a snack? Yeah, it doesn't go well. Now imagine telling those two hangry kids that they're going to have to wait to eat 
until after lunch, but first we've got to go to church. It was the longest 45 minutes of my life, y'all. They fought the entire time. They wouldn't sit still. They were crying and begging for food the entire time we were in church. I missed the sermon because I had to deal with Thomas and Isaiah fighting over a bag of goldfish because they were so hungry. And here's the funny thing about this. There was, there was like a hundred bags of goldfish. I went over and got them another one. And they start fighting over that one and throwing that in the back of the church. Right? They were fighting because they were hungry. And I was hungry too. And frustrated and angry. It's hard to hear the word of God on an empty stomach. Even for adults, it's hard to concentrate on the word of God when all you can hear is your stomach rumble. Oftentimes on Sunday mornings, I skip breakfast because I'd rather get a few extra minutes of sleep than wake up earlier and make myself something to eat. You know, and coffee can only do so much to fill me up. My boys on Sunday mornings sometimes sleep in too instead of eating breakfast. Or decide they'd rather play with some of their toys than eat breakfast. There are a lot of kids and adults who come to Zion on Sunday mornings hungry. And you want to know the one thing that the kingdom of God is not made up of? Because we've been talking for the last few weeks about the kingdom of God. And we've been hearing parables about, from Jesus about what the coming kingdom of God will look like. But one thing that is very clear that is absent in the kingdom of God is hungry people. kingdom of God will not have a single hungry person. From the prophet Isaiah, Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you have no money. Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Or from the psalmist this morning, The eyes of all look to you, <coughs> excuse me, look to you and give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. In the book of Exodus, after God leads the people through the Red Sea, what's the first thing that God does but feed them with manna and quail? Or how many times does Jesus describe the coming kingdom of God as a banquet, a meal, a wedding reception? How many times does Jesus share a meal with his disciples, with sinners, with outcasts? The answer is a lot. I don't know what it's like to go hungry. You know, I've never been in a position where I felt food insecure. I grew up in Baltimore County, Owensville, Maryland. We had five grocery stores within the one mile radius of our home. Now that number has nearly tripled. My parents always put food on the table that was healthy and nutritious. And clearly, I have never missed a meal in my life, right? But there are people who live in our country, who live in food deserts. In particular, people living in rural and urban areas find it very hard to find a grocery store that is close or nearby, and that is also affordable. And there are many children in our community whose parents aren't able to provide enough food for their child because of problems resulting in poverty. How can we expect someone to show up to worship and be able to engage the Word of God on an empty stomach? We could just tell them, you know, suck it up, buttercup. But i got to say, that, that, that isn't Christ-like. Jesus doesn't say, love your enemies and only do good to those who love you. So, are we say, let me say that again. Jesus didn't say, hate your enemies and only do good to those who love you. No, he, he forgave those who crucified him. 
He spoke words of grace, love, and acceptance. In fact, when presented with a large, hungry crowd, his disciples wanted to send the same crowd away because the disciples were afraid of the crowd turning into a hangry crowd. Jesus says to his disciples, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. Jesus has compassion on the crowd, not disdain. He sees that that they have all come to the middle of nowhere to be healed, to learn, to engage the word of God made flesh. And that experience shouldn't have to end prematurely because of the first level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You get them something to eat. People need to be fed. And it's why I feel so strongly about our hospitality ministries here at Zion. You know, I've had a lot of people say, oh, pastor, it's just a donut. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, okay. But that done is the one thing that gets my kids through church on a Sunday morning. Right? There have been Sundays when our hospitality ministers have made a, a lot of coffee and they go and bring me one because they have too much to put in the pots, air pots. Right? And that cup of coffee is the difference between me falling asleep as Matt and Bobby play some beautiful music and me being this burning ray of sunshine that you all get to love and enjoy. Right? That cup of coffee can change a lot of things. And that is because God takes what we see as small and insignificant, like five loaves of bread and and two fish, and feeds 20,000 people. You know, this miracle is not a miracle of the crowd sharing the food that they brought from home. This is the real deal. God took five loaves of bread and two fish, and he fed 20,000 plus people. And I think we need to see some of our basic hospitality ministries in this same light of this miracle. Normally a donut is nothing, but here at Zion, God takes that donut and allows kids like Thomas and Isaiah, Levi and Zach, Ava and Blake, Fiona and Penny, Lorelai, Avery and Jared, Graham and Paige, Lucy and Owen, just to name a few. That donut allows them to engage and participate in the Word of God. That cup of coffee that that Barry and the other hospitality ministers make every week gives me the strength to deal with a hangry wife who didn't get time to eat breakfast on a Sunday morning because I decided to sleep in and she had to take care of the kids, right? It's just a slice of pizza that we got from Little Caesars during VBS or one of the other many nutritious meals that, that Lacey and Darren made. But not one kid went hungry during that week of VBS and they were all able to engage the word of God. That ham sandwich and chicken salad sandwiches that the ladies made two weeks ago for Donna and Franny's funerals, lunches, allowed both of those families to come together to share memories and collectively grieve the death of two formidable women. Oh, it's just a sandwich, right? Yes, but, yes it is, but, but when you involve God and invite God to be present. It is more than just a sandwich. It's more than just a donut. It's more than just a slice of pizza. It's more than just a cup of coffee. It's, it's the kingdom of God breaking into our world. A world full of very hungry people unable to engage or know God because their stomachs won't stop groaning in pain. You know, feeding people does have a cost. But what greater value is there than experiencing and having God's kingdom break into our world through something as simple as a donut, a cup of coffee, a slice of pizza, bread and wine. So, who's hungry?